Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! This movie is based on Adam Sandler's real-life manager, Sandy Wernick. Hello, and welcome to oh, Little Marty, the only <laughs> podcast uh, on the internet that used to be dedicated to Adam Sandler and Martin Scorsese, but is now solely dedicated to covering the works of Adam Sandler. My name is Eric Halloween. And my name is Jeremy... <sighs> Wexler. No nice. more the butcher. No more the butcher. No and, more uh, the, the butcher, yeah. Eric, I love that intro. I Also, for the listeners, it took Eric uh, 25 minutes in silence figuring out a good intro, and then he just read the very first <laughs> trivia piece on Wikipedia. Uh, yep. Eric ate a big... What, what You said you ate a big spaghetti dinner before we started? I, I ate a big meal. If we're going to get specific, <laughs> I ate a lot of lentils, which, uh, <laughs> you know, that might lead to some other problems later on in the oh, episode. Yeah. But uh, now I'm just feeling a little, a little sluggish. But I will say that, uh, you know, usually with these movies, it's pretty easy to pop into IMDb or something, take a look at the quotes take or whatever. Around, yeah. You know? Take it out for uh, a spin. Not, not a lot of great options for Sandy Wexler, uh, mm. unfortunately. But mm. um, And I, I, I think I did probably just uh, use up the best piece of, tri- most interesting piece of trivia from this movie. Oh, I'm sure, uh, yes. But uh, yeah, anyway, before I uh, forget, Jeremy, we are also uh, known as the Ridiculous Two. I have to say that every episode. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get more like, what is it called? Like recurring uh, jokes or whatever into the, into the thing. That's good. Yeah, it's a good, I mean, that's admirable of you to try to like create a bit of a continuity maybe. Yeah, this show, this podcast is a lot like Arrested Development. Okay. You You start from the beginning and it just gets funnier and funnier. Right, and it really pays off if you've been with us the whole time. <laughs> yes, because every because every few episodes I'll reference like the baby, and that's like a exactly. huge deal. <laughs> exactly, and Jeremy is uh, trying out for the Blue Man Group, which is that is right. Yeah, that know. is that. Yeah, that is actually correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy, I'm filling time because I don't want to talk. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> talk about this movie. Why? No, I'm you don't kidding. like I old do Sandy Wexy? I do want to talk about it. Uh, actually, I'm excited to talk about it. But before I do, all two hundred and ten to... minutes of it. Mm. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, all it was was like three and a half hours. No big deal. Uh, we have another podcast that we do that uh, I'm going to argue is. Uh, I mean, this one's good. Don't get me wrong, but this other one, top tier. It's better. Yeah, it's much yeah. better. Yeah, Jeremy, yeah. how do I access this podcast? Is it on the internet? It is. You go to www.internet.com, and then okay. you close that window because it's probably porn. And then you go to www.patreon.com/slash Eric and Jeremy. Well, you'll find a bunch of bonus material from the creators of this show. 
where we let our hair down, sort of let loose, kind of get out there and really set the world on fire. One podcast about the Coen brothers at a time. That's right, mm. folks. We have been covering the Coen brothers over there on patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. It's been a good time. And we're about ready to close her down. I mean, I think we're going to do some fun uh, additional stuff with them. But yeah, we're, we got the tragedy of Macbeth is sort of our so our, 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 our stop, our, like our last stop on the train yeah. station there. So you don't want to miss it. I guess is my point. Don't want to miss it. It's also a great time to jump in there because we're, you know, we're taking uh, feedback from the from the patrons over there on what 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 should we cover next on the mm. Patreon? You know, we we have been we have a couple ideas, but we like to give the uh, the patrons, uh, you know, a say in what we do. My suggestion that we will do eventually. I don't know if we'll do it next, possibly, is uh. One day we will do a reverse Nofsky, which is oh, where yeah. we cover all of the Ar- Darren Aronofsky films in reverse chronological order. Which is going to be which, yeah, sick. It's going to become the new like college uh, hazing ritual. Oh, like, yeah. You got to yeah, do yeah. A, res- a reverse Nofsky. Yeah, you got to get naked with four of the <laughs> other pledges and wa- do a reverse Nofsky, which ends with pie. By the way, super exciting. Yeah, I thought it took me a second to realize you were talking about the movie Pie, which is about. Oh, I wasn't. I was talking about uh, the food. It ends with we oh. eat pie together. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, all right, I'm in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's a good. That's a. That is definitely a good time over there. We love it. Um. We work really hard on it. It's fun stuff. Um. Yeah. There was a Mighty Ducks TV show that came out a while ago, I guess. Sorry, I'm looking ahead at the uh, mm. Stephen Brill, the director of uh, Sandy Wexler, I guess. Oh, right, yeah. Involved in something called the Mighty B- Ducks Game Changers. Uh, anyway, yeah, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy <laughs> for the, the Patreon. Um, yeah. I guess I am excited to talk about Sandy Wexler. So. Sure, sure. Uh, you had uh, okay. I'll start with this, Jeremy. You, uh, I think the last one of the last things you said on our last last episode was, uh, I said we're covering Sandy Wexler, and you said I hope it's good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I kind of wanted to follow up on that, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. It's not good. It's not good at all. <laughs> but you know, I hoped it would be. <laughs> And doesn't that count for anything? You know, it. The, I did not know that this was based on Sandler's manager. And actually reading that kind of... I, I almost breathed a sigh of relief because... Yeah, like why, why would this be nearly as funny to anyone, any normal person that, as it would be to Sandler or... The very small number of people in the world who know who know his this guy manager, yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I get, I get that. Like, you can do tons of really funny characters are based on um, what's it called? Like, just people that no one's ever met before. But uh, I don't know. It does. This whole movie seems a little bit like 
like an inside joke or something. Yeah, it's like a uh, it's like a loving sort of homage to a person that we don't know. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I I I'm charmed by it, like a little bit more than uh, than maybe you are. But I think for a frame of reference too, like Sandy Wexler is very much also based on another movie called the called Broadway Danny Rose hmm. uh by Woody Allen. Um have you ever seen Broadway Danny Rose? Um no, I have not. Okay. So the whole premise of it is that Woody Allen plays a sort of a low-down agent and manager who's one of his clients becomes huge and then drops him like in the height of his success. So it's like there and and also like the story is just told the same exact way with like you know people talking about the guy and then you'll see like scenes about the guy like like for example the laughing scene with sandy wexler mm, okay in that movie does the man does the manager character also manage a stunt uh a daredevil who keeps running into birds <laughs> no no <laughs> this is supposed to be i think the like just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, comedy version of Broadway Danny Rose, which is funny, but also, like, you know, heartbreaking and, and whatever. Um, Yeah, uh, but I guess when I saw this a long time ago, I, I might have not actually watched the whole thing, and because I, I, there was a lot in this movie I didn't remember, like the raccoon scene and stuff. And like, I after looking back on it, it just seems like like kind of like you're saying like it might be a little tough to really do a movie like like this, like especially if you do not like love the character. I I love I love showbiz stuff, and I love like some of the uh, I love some of the like the uh, I don't know the cameos in it and like. Uh, like them talking about him laughing like that's there was there's definitely funny stuff in here but um kind of just boring more than anything else maybe yeah i you know i'm not i don't mean to come down so hard on the movie uh immediately i i, I uh there there's definitely it's got its moments for me that i that i kind of enjoyed but uh yeah i just felt like i was like what is this based and I, it's interesting to know that it's that's usually what happens with me where where I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't get it maybe because it's based on this thing that I didn't know about or something. But, uh, right, right. Also, you know, I don't know. I don't know about you, but like I'm going into these Netflix movies, especially now that we're like three in, just with the expectation that like Sandler got this company to give him like <laughs> millions of dollars to just keep yeah. pumping out movies. And uh, he's doing what he wants to do. So, like, right. He in the end, he wins. Good for him. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, critical response here on Wikipedia: twenty-seven percent on uh, on the old Rotten Tomatoes. The site's critical consensus is that Sandy Wexler marks a mild improvement from Sandler's other vehicles immediately preceding it which in no way serves as Disagree. an endorsement for non-core fan, uh, non-hardcore fans. So the question really is, is that guy right? Do you like this movie better than The Ridiculous Six and The Do-Over? 
no and no. <laughs> what about I like you? It. I like it better than the do-over, for sure. Okay. I think I, I, the more I think about the do-over, the more I'm like, I think that was just a mess. Uh, but Ridiculous 6, that at least has the, even though that's the far more problematic one, <laughs> it has like, it has like the silliness to it that I like. You know, like right. grandma gets it in the nuts. Like that kind of silly vibe. Like, right. uh, you know, Steve Zahn pulls out his own eyeball. <laughs> <in it. laughs> like in this, you know, in, 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 uh, uh, which I'm, 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 I like that. Like that can never, that can never fail as hard as I think a movie like this can, or for example, my all time least favorite one is, uh, that fricking, uh, oh, what was it called? Uh, just go with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I also thought I didn't know anything about this movie going into it. And I, for the, the cover art, like the, I, I thought going into this, I was like, oh, is this going to be like a, a, a serious one? Because mm-hmm. if you look at the cover of it, it's just like, it looks like it could be. It just, I mean, yeah. it leaves a lot up to the imagination. Right. I was like, huh, Sandy Wexler, that sounds okay. So that's yeah. kind of what I, what I was guessing <laughs> I was in for. <laughs> Which uh, you can imagine is a lot different tonally than uh, than what we get, but uh, yeah. So we got a lot of good people. You're right; there are some great cameos, and then of course we have well, we have Jennifer Hudson, mm-hmm. uh, Colin Quinn, Jackie Sandler, Rob Schneider. A lot of the you know a lot of the classics: Terry Crews, Nick Swartzen, Kevin James, uh, other people. Yeah, Chris Elliott, you know. Sure. Quincy Kate Jones. Mc- Kate Kate Micucci. Kanye West. <laughs> right. right. Weird Al. Um, a lot of people with the last name Sandler are in this one. Right, Came right. Notice. Yeah. yeah. Louis Anderson. Lovely, lovely guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... But uh, yeah, so let's see. Uh, let's see what. Let's see if there is any more interesting trivia for this one, Jeremy. Yeah. Besides what I read at the the intro, uh, the house Sandy lives in is the same house used in The Godfather, when Tom Hagen uh, meets with movie producer Jack Waltz, preceding the iconic severed horse head scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's all right. That's kind of interesting, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's that. Yeah, I I. Is that like kind of all it's going to be? <laughs> uh, here's one. This is, I, I swear this, you could copy and paste this be, bit of trivia into like most of the Sandler movies, mid to late career. Mm-hmm. The girls are Saddam's, Adam Sandler's real life daughters, Sadie and Sonny. <laughs> cool. Don't they like always play his kids? Or they're at least hey. always in the movies. Not always in Hubie Halloween, they're not. But I guess that's maybe not. I'm wrong. I guess when it's his kids, maybe I don't know. Um, I got. I like this one. Many script rewrites were necessary throughout the film filming this throughout filming this feature as attempts to match the quality of other recent Sandler films. Similar treatments have been done in Sandler's previous Netflix movies, along with Pixels, That's My Boy, Grown Ups, Grown Ups Two, etc. The original script 
had planned to feature a few comedy moments to improve the viewer experience and did not enforce any silly voices upon the main cast of characters. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty nuts. Uh, Jeremy, this one is, uh, if you liked the one about the house from The Godfather, you're going to really like this one. <laughs> the mansion is the same from the movie The Jerk with Steve Martin. Oh, man. Now I'm... Now I'm... Uh, Hold on, this, Jeremy, this there's more. This just went up a whole .25. There's more. This is really the... Uh, this one's going to get you. The mansion Sandy is staying at is the same mansion seen in Columbo Season 1, Episode 2, Death Lends a Hand. Or Death Lands a Hand, the estate of the husband to the murder victim. <laughs> That's crazy. I've never seen that many like location-based... Trivia. Like trivia, yeah, right. Things. No kidding, yeah. Um, well, cool. I guess that's a, a pretty good uh, cue that we should probably dive in. Yeah, let's uh, jump like in. Like you said, it's a uh, what is it? Two hours and ten minutes? Yeah, I said two. I said two hundred and ten minutes. I meant two hours and ten minutes. <laughs> two hundred and ten would be. That would be a very long time. That would be like director's be over cut. Three hours. Yeah. Release the director's cut. <laughs> Yeah, you cowards. Come on. Give us the four-hour <laughs> version of this. More laughing. More silly laughs. Uh, in 1994, Sandy Wexler is a talent manager working in Los Angeles. He has a reputation for having an extremely eccentric personality and for often telling huge lies to sound more important than he really is, resulting in his clients never finding success uh, except for his first, uh, a man named Alfred. His current clientele include Ted Rafferty, a ventriloquist, Kevin Connors, a comedian, uh, Amy Baskin, an actress, Gary Rogers, a daredevil, and Bobby Barnes, a wrestler. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I kind of A lot of funny like, stuff uh, up top, though, I'll say. Yeah. It, it, start, it, has, yeah. it starts out on a good foot. I like this idea of you're hearing about him before you're really meeting him, you know? Right. Yeah, you're getting... And you, there's a lot of great people, you know, great great cameos right off the bat. Um, mm -hmm. Also, Vanilla Ice is in this one, too. I feel like he's oh, been showing yeah. up more and more. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I kind of... I, I agree with you. It's a good setup, and I kind of... I, I think... I, I don't know. Like, there's a version of this movie that could be... The concept has more potential, I think. It yeah, just gets oh, little, yeah. yeah. Well... I mean, yeah, again, not to continue to reference the Woody Allen equivalent of this, but that's a that's considered a film classic, you know? And it's about essentially the same same exact thing except just less stupid, I guess, but mm -hmm. um but yeah, uh I agree. Definitely has definitely this this sort of setup, this sort of this kind of character definitely has potential. I also like love these characters in other movies. Like I think about like the manager in Inside Lewin Davis, you know, the old guy who's like <laughs> How you doing, kid? You know, like I love, I, I seeing a whole movie about a guy like that is not, you know, I don't, I'm not hating that right away. Right. Um. Yeah. I and I. Uh, I don't know. I like. I, I. I'm kind of. It, it, I felt well. It was an interesting feeling when I was watching this movie, where I, I, I kind of like felt like I this the character that Sandler is doing 
is is very uh unique in a right. way where I was like I kind of wish that this was just better because I like that character. You know what I mean? Like I it oh, seems yeah. like he has fun doing that character and he's it's yeah. really weird. And I'll it's tell you. You know, there's funny parts where he again, I I like the laughing scene. <laughs> is the whole like thing with the the storyline with the singer is that uh is that is that a reference to the Woody Allen movie? No, not not really. No, and I will say that's like where the movie falls down. Yeah, I think the hardest is like the. I mean, I I love Jennifer Hudson, but like that that it's a really misguided idea. I think. Um, yeah, and it just seems really like it seems outdated already <laughs> like right. i don't know especially like man i hate it when uh most of the times when a movie or a tv show has to like invent a fake hit song it's like uh-huh. never going to be good it, it right. is never going to be good yeah. or believable and, and, and uh, on top of that like uh, this film didn't need a love story like it no. needed, uh, it what it needed was for them to age Sandy Wexler up by like twenty or thirty years, and have it be about an older man discovering maybe a younger talent, and like, like sort of like uh, how um, the film, his latest film was, uh, what's it, the basketball one, Hustle. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what He's, that's what this movie needed. It needed that, like, not to be about a love story, but to be about a a manager discovering a you know a talent, somebody who's maybe washed up, but he's like, you know, he's a good guy and he's looking out and and I know that's what the Broadway and that is what Broadway Danny Rose is sort of about, and it it just makes more sense because like when you try to ham fist like a love story in there, like it just becomes problematic in a lot of ways too, like managers shouldn't we shouldn't be happy that like a celebrity married their manager <laughs> yeah that's weird i yeah. it's it's just weird that it's like a singer because it's it's like uh, so many of the cameos in this movie are like great comedians i know it's like why right. isn't it a comedian yeah. or at least an actor right. or something right um anyway sandy lives in uh the cabana of Firuz, a, a jewish iranian uh, who needs him live there for legal reasons. Wow. That might be the worst sentence we've read on Wikipedia so far. Uh, however, he's con- yeah. confined to the that small area of the estate and watched remotely via surveillance cameras. The, yeah, wow. I, yeah this, there's so many, so much information that we need We do, it's missing from the Wikipedia, but also <laughs> yeah. so much included we don't need. <laughs> yeah. Kind of impressive. Uh, when at Six yeah. Flags, Sandy sees a young woman, Courtney Clark, performing in a stage show. Immediately entranced by both her voice and her beauty, he convinces her... Oh, entranced. Sorry, my bad. Uh, he convinces her uh, that he can make her a star once he meets her dad, an Alaskan prison guard. Uh, the manager explains that he always has to keep a professional distance with his clients, citing his first client... As his cautionary tale, saying Alfred had been his best friend, but was soon dumped by him and later became huge. Yeah. And uh, that was that he dumped Alfred, right? As a client? Yes. Yeah. 
So yeah, again, these sentences are like kind of worded funny to where it's like not quite sure who dumped who. I mean, look, I, I, I got to say my my the standards are lower with this with this Wikipedia. <laughs> also, <laughs> we can't forget about the big plate of lentils. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, uh, Sandy uh, gets. Courtney into a studio to record her first single, which becomes a hit through Capitol Records. Uh, mm-hmm. They record several singles that become hits, but his antics continue to cause her trouble. Uh, believing she has a stalker, Courtney calls him over, poking. A- oh boy, poking outside her home, uh-huh. he discovers Oyster. it was only a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Okay, so when we say antics cause her trouble, we should probably describe that, right? Like he, wh- how would you describe Sandy Wexler? He's like, he's too much, right? Like that's the he's idea. A loud idiot. Like he's really yeah. dumb and he's really, he laughs very loudly. Yeah. He's annoying. He's just, yeah. Annoying. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of jokes of like, you know, where the joke is like, what are you talking about? You know, kind of a thing where it's, he's just like, so, like, he, like this man is uh, on another planet. Like he, he's, mm. he's really, really stupid. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't get like very basic uh, things. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, like uh, he's not unlike uh, Hubie Halloween a little bit, a uh, different voice, but um, kind of same cluelessness. True, very true. Uh, when she invites uh, him in to clean up, Sandy discovers that rapper Bling is her boyfriend. Bling has got her a publicist and convinces Sandy that his presence is a hindrance to Courtney's potential fame, so he resigns as her manager. Uh, miserable, Sandy cries for hours, not able to escape reminders of Courtney, which are everywhere as she becomes a star. He goes to his neighbor, Cindy's. Uh, she's been throwing her uh, herself at him for ages, but when the moment comes, he can't as her bedridden, stroke-stricken husband is watching. This was <laughs> this was like, this one caught me off guard when you see yeah. the, uh, the old guy. Right. I th- it was kind of funny, actually. Um, right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> while Sandy... <laughs> while Sandy continues to struggle with both his feelings for Courtney and his clients, uh, she grows more and more famous, eventually winning a Grammy. Bobby soon sees success when Sandy helps him uh, become champ, while Courtney feeling unsatisfied with their fame, spirals into drinking and a string of failed relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we gotta like, <laughs> the, there's no comedy with the Courtney stuff. Like it's no, not like, it doesn't do her a lot of favors, you know, no. which is a bummer because again, she's really great. Oscar winner, you know, Fun, good, super talent, mega star. Like it, it just like doesn't. Um, yeah. Again, I I think like the creative team. So my theory is that it's around this film that the creative, the the Sandler's creative group 
started to like I don't know start to pivot a little bit because what is this film this film is 2017 um we don't get like we get a couple more years of just like kind of garbage but I think it starts getting better and I even think Sandy Wexler is like a step in the right direction for for the Sandler crew for Happy Madison but it's like they can't just do this forever like you know what I mean like these these movies suck like they just like (laughs) they just suck like they're just not good and they're not good for a lot of reasons and some of the reasons you might think they're not good is actually not the biggest problem with them. <laughs> like, like they're, they're like, they just have huge narrative problems. Like, it's just like, you're like, it, this doesn't make any sense. And it's, it's not like, you know, there's like a lack of fun and a lack of inspiration. And like Courtney started drinking. It's like, ugh, like, that shouldn't be what we're working through in the movie or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, or, or it's established from the beginning and like, it's a movie about how he has to help all of his clients who are all fuck ups or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's not really that it's kind of this other thing where he's like in love with her and thinks she's beautiful. And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but um, yeah, my, my theory yeah. is they, they get better because the collaborators end up changing over time. Like Steve Brill, you know, like he he does direct Hubie Halloween, but he's not directing like Hustle. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it starts to get anyway. Um, Another thing I remembered about this movie that is a... Uh, just an endless uh, setup for uh, Sandy Wexler mm-hmm. being stupid is it's 1994. So he's confused by like every, there's like so many jokes about like technology, like email. There's like a, I forget what the email joke was, but it was really stupid. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the movie is uh, set in 1994. Right. right, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Contacting Sandy as she's wasted, Courtney seeks comfort with him, uh, but he is a gentleman and doesn't take advantage of her. The next day, they pal around together at a driving range. Then in the evening, they watch his wrestler client, Bobby, win a championship match. Uh, That night, sitting by the pool, Courtney marvels at how selfless Sandy is, uh, always putting others first. Trying to get him to admit his feelings, she half gives up and they have a one-night stand before she flies to NYC to do a video with Lenny Kravitz. (laughs) Which is another big, like... I I guess this is taking place in the 90s, though, right? Yeah. Okay. I I think 94 is, like... It's 94, yeah. Too early for Lenny Kravitz? I don't know. It might be. But at least it's it's better than like it taking because like a lot of times with Sandler and Judd Apatow does this too actually where they like they're like, Okay, and then at the end of the movie they all go to a Green Day concert, it's twenty eighteen. And you're like, Yeah, yeah I don't know, man. <laughs> uh depressed by Courtney's decision, Sandy is more distracted than ever, which costs him all uh all his clients except Ted. He accompanies him with negotiations at a TV network uh, to take over a program whose clown host just committed suicide. 
As soon as a deal is reached, San- Sandy is rushed to the hospital for a mild heart attack. Um, let's see here. Sandy wakes in a luxurious hospital room thanks to Courtney. She tells him that she's quitting the business and leaving to get married in Seattle. Uh, while back at Six Flags, he meets Alfred, finally revealed to be Weird Al Yankovic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think of the Weird Al uh, cameo? Cool. Uh, like, cool. Like, I it had dawned on me when this happened that we I've never seen them in the same room together. You know what I mean? Like, I'd never considered that they were friends or knew each other, but, like, be, was, like, infinitely more fat. It's like, oh, wow. Like, this is crazy. Like, I wonder if they're... <laughs> Were they always friends? Like, did they did they just happen to like miss each other professionally? Like, you know, did it did it bring anything up like that for you? Where you're just like, fuck, I I'm such a big fan of both of them. I never considered they could be friends. <laughs> yeah, I wish uh, I wish there was more of them. Sure. Um, did yeah, you watch? Funny. By the way, this is kind of a not you know side thing, but did you watch the? Uh, Weird Al biopic? Not yet. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it good? It it rocks. Yeah. You're in right, for a cool. treat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um Yeah, I was I was looking forward to that one. I Where'd you watch it? Did you go to the theater? I think that it was on like my brother-in-law's Plex account or something. I didn't go to the theater. Uh, but I I think it's like a Roku movie, but you probably can rent it on Amazon. Okay. Um, while back at Six Flags, he meets Alfred, finally revealed to be Weird Al. Uh, Al convinces Sandy to stop telling people that he thinks they want to hear and instead tell them the truth. Uh, to this end, Sandy enlists many of his contacts calling in favors. Uh, Sandy has his landlord bring, uh, Courtney to Griffith Observatory, where he admits his feelings to her, which she reciprocates, and they're married in a ceremony... Um, officiated by one of Ted's puppets. Uh, Sandy's newfound honesty also gets him back his clients uh, as well as many new ones. After 20 years, Sandy, uh, Courtney and Sandy are married for real. Yeah, which, you know, I, I think you like can tell early on that this might be the ending of it and it's like something you just like don't want the whole time <laughs> to happen. Right. Yeah, it's like it's like such a hard thing when you're just like not rooting for, you know, and like in a, in a way, this is it's a weird movie because in some ways Sandler is like taking the opportunity to embrace his age by playing a guy who is at least if not an old man but an old soul, but then still sort of wanting to be like a leading man romantic love interest guy, and it's like look man like that that doesn't work in this movie in my opinion um you know like uh and and i feel like in recent movies definitely not the next uh happy madison one we're gonna cover (laughs) uh murder mystery but in but in uh in in his other films around this time it's like the meyerwitz stories uncut gems um he's embraced more of like oh i'm a weirdo now i'm like an older guy (laughs) who's like a weirdo who can play weird roles where he doesn't need to be 
you know, I don't know, fuckable. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point. Because, uh, you know, you know that freaking little Nikki was a, uh, right. a fox. Yeah, I mean, at least at, the, at least at then he was young, and he had, like, right. the, ad- you know, oh, he's, like, a young guy, whatever. Guy, he's probably, like, 35 when he made that, but, you know, younger, whatever. Yeah. But, like, like even Ridiculous 6, like, I'm like, man, you're not a heartthrob, my guy. You never have been, really. Uh, Jeremy, have you ever seen the movie Airheads? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which everyone's fuckable in that movie, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Wait, I don't know if if I agree with that. You um, do. Come on. Let's see here. Okay, hold on. Uh, Freaking, okay, I guess we're done with the, the plot. So give me, you know, you know what? I'm going to go first this time, Jeremy. You always get to go first. Go I'm going to go it. first. No, I'm going first. I already said I'm going to. Um, Sandy Wexler, uh, I don't know, 1.5 out of 4. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I just felt like uh, I didn't get it. You know, I just didn't. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it sounds like you know the, at least know the reference of the, the Woody Allen movie. and You didn't think it was that good, so. no. Um, yeah, I don't know. Swing and a miss for me, but, uh, I will say a couple of funny moments, but was it worth it? No. Maybe not. <laughs> what, do you, yeah, what about no, you, Jeremy? I, I'm with you. I'm going to give it a 1.75. Um, I liked it that, you know, just a little bit better than, uh, Eric did, but ultimately very, feel very similarly about it. Just not, not great, misguided in a lot of directions. Character was funny, but did nothing really cool with the character th- that I want. You know, at least nothing that I wanted to see happen happened. Um, uh, so sort of, uh, yeah, you know, and they're not all going to be like this. Uh, but uh, we have an absolute like treat in store for us next week, so I'm I'm really just looking forward to that. I think. Um, yes, <laughs> the Noah Baumbach film. Yes, the Meyerowitz. Have you seen that before, Eric? Uh, yes, but I saw it when it came out and uh, remember very little. Good, that's cool. Yeah, I I I was a big fan of that film. I liked it quite a bit, so I'm excited to. To revisit that. All right. So uh, it's funny that like now that we're we have every week is Sandler. I feel like we're. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the bad ones like really get to us now. Oh yeah. You know what I mean. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, next week it's gonna be. I mean, you know what? The episodes of this podcast, though, I gotta say, always good, no matter oh, yeah. the quality of the of the Sandler movie. Um. Anyway, uh, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy for the freaking bonus stuff. And uh, Norma, I'll see you in my dreams.